0: Welcome once again to the Creative Purpose Podcast. I am Sofia and today I want to talk to you about to niche down or to not niche down, which I think it's a very important topic that many entrepreneurs, many business owners talk about this topic because some people think it's very important to niche down, you need to niche down and they argue that that's important because if you don't do it your voice will be lost or that you're talking to no one in a crowd of people when you're when you don't niche down it's like you're talking to no one so they say if for example you're talking to a very wide audience it's like you're talking to no one because you're not like helping a specific kind of people with a specific problem they have but at the same time many other people argue that it's better if you don't have a niche because that gives you more freedom to create what you want to create and to talk about what you want to talk and not trying to fit into a box so if for example you have a very specific niche like healthy food and suddenly you want to start talking about manifestation for example it's harder for you to try to fit yourself into the box of healthy food and then try to incorporate manifestation because that's not a topic that people who want to learn about healthy food want to listen to like not all of them would want to listen to manifestation topics and not being in a niche they feel more freedom and so I heard this concept first by Michelle Rohr, which is the founder of the Secret All Society, and it's also one of the people one of the hosts of Passive Income Planner Girl Course, which is a program that she runs with Amy Johannan. And, well, Michelle has a lot of other courses and programs like The Magic is You, which is one program I am very, very passionate about. I really like that program I joined a couple of years ago. So I always talk to you about her, but I heard this topic of not niching down the first time in her mouth, by her words, like she started talking about this more and more and trying to tell us her audience that you are not required to niche down if you are having a business or a passive income business. If you're a content creator, you don't need to niche down. You don't need to talk only to a specific audience. You you are allowed to create and to play and to bring all your, all your deliciousness into the mix of your business. So in today's episode, I want to, it's not a debate, but I want to help you um, with this topic if you're having issues in relation to, I don't know if I should need you down or if I should just have a wide audience or talk about different topics. If you are having troubles like I've had in the past, I really want to help you find a way where you can incorporate what you have to offer and the help you want to provide people but at the same don't forgetting your own style your own uniqueness your own sauce because incorporating your own sauce to the mixture of passive income is a very very important too so let's begin with the episode i wanted to talk to you if you Think that niching down is important for you so what to do if you want to niche down but you still don't know what niche to choose because maybe you're a multi-passionate person and you have many skills like I am one of those kind of people that I do have different skills like I love writing I think I'm not the best writer but I think I have some skills in the writing field because I've been writing for a long time and i also like painting i'm not a painter but i think i have some skills in painting and i also like editing things and creating digital products and i also like talking like in this podcast and i also like practicing yoga and i think i also have skills at cooking but not it's not required that you Use all your skills for earning money. That's something that we need to understand. And it took me some time to understand that because I thought that I had to use all my skills in order to create income, in order to work. As I was, as I started to be an English teacher, I thought I needed to use that skill in order to earn money. And I haven't used that skill for years. Even though that's the thing I studied at university. Maybe in your case it's quite the same, maybe you studied to be a vet but you haven't even used those skills in a while or maybe you are very good at football, at a sport or you're very good at baking but that don't necessarily mean you need to use that skill so instead of using all of the skills you have maybe in your case as you want to niche down and be specific one of the options you have is to choose one of your hobbies one of the skills that you have the one that you like the most the one that you enjoy the most because if you are good at something that doesn't mean that you are going to enjoy that in my case i am good at things that i don't really like doing sometimes i feel i'm good at cooking but i don't enjoy cooking as much as uh, a person who wants to um, pursue a career on cooking enjoys. They enjoy cooking. In my case, I don't really enjoy cooking that much. I don't enjoy baking that much, but I think I have a couple of skills on that area, but I don't really enjoy it. And when I started having issues with niching down, when I created my first blog, I wrote down all of the skills I had. I, write, I wrote cooking, I wrote baking, I wrote writing, I wrote English, I wrote... Um, I don't remember right now, but many things. And also English, like learning languages. And I started taking action and trying the different things, like approaching the different topics that I felt I had skills at and I started analyzing, do I really enjoy this thing? Do I really enjoy cooking? Do I really enjoy baking? And I realized I didn't. Most of the time, at that time at least, I felt so stressed. I couldn't really enjoy the moment of cooking or baking. So I realized, well, this is not a career I want to pursue. This is not a niche for me. And then with the language learning, even though I, at that time, I only knew how to speak in Spanish and English, and I was learning Korean and Italian, I realized I did have some skills at learning languages. I realized I did have some skills at organizing myself to learn languages and on creating activities for language learners. So that's why I chose um, to keep on pursuing that niche and to grabbed a niche and making my own with my own style and creating the kind of products that I liked and the kind of products I wanted to have at that time, which I don't know if I was the founder of that thing, probably not, but I remember that going to Etsy, I couldn't find things for language learning, I started creating them, and and now you can find a lot a lot of notebooks for language learners a lot of workbooks so maybe it wasn't me the person who started this but maybe I was one of the people that started this niche that wasn't getting a lot of attention if you went to inst- to Etsy a couple of years ago you could have find like decluttering and minimalism and business things and uh, things for organization and students in general terms but right now you you write language learning and you will find thousands of items related to language learning so the next thing that you can do if you still don't know what to choose is using the ikigai concept that i think it's very very useful if you haven't heard of it this ikigai concept it's a japanese technique to know what is your purpose on earth or what thing you can pursue right out as a career. So in the ikigai you have to answer a couple of questions and one of them is what thing you are good at doing. So in this question you just have to write the skills you have. So baking, cooking, sports, um, decluttering, organization, planning, um, medicine. At that question you have to answer with all the skills you have. Then the second question is what is something that you think the world needs? Something that you feel like you can really help people, and that would change somehow the world. Maybe not in a big way, but you can help others uh, by doing a, with a skill you have, and that would change something that you don't like in the world right now. So, if for example you don't like that people eat a lot of junk food and they don't know what they're eating. Maybe the thing that you can help them with is with their health, like choosing the right uh, food or the right meals to be healthy, not to lose weight maybe, but to be healthy, to avoid having diseases. And then this next question is, what is something that you can be paid for, that you can get paid for? So what thing you can do that will result in you earning money? So, maybe taking the previous example, maybe you can get paid for by being a health coach, or by creating an ebook about nutrition, about nourishing food, or food to avoid having this illness or this disease. So. You can create a product, a course, or be a coach maybe, create a program or work in in an office, work in a hospital probably. So write down all the ideas you can come up with and then in the next question you have to answer what gives you joy? What is the thing that gives you joy? So let's say that in all the previous questions The thing that you wrote the most and the thing that repeated the most was this thing about food, health, and being healthy. But then when you come with the fourth question about the joy that you feel, you realize you don't feel joy by doing this. But you realize that in the previous three questions you wrote, like, I am good at practicing yoga. And then in the next question you wrote, I think yoga can help people relax and do exercise in a more calm way. And so that would help people in the world, in every country, people in every economical situation because you don't need any um, expensive equipment. And then in the question about how you can get paid, you wrote... um, I can get paid by being a yoga instructor, or by being a yoga YouTuber. And then in the question of what things give you joy, you realize you wrote uh, practicing yoga and teaching yoga. So in that case, you realize you have your sweet spot. And your sweet spot is the thing that the Ikigai helps you come up with which is something that makes you happy, that you know you, you have skills in that matter, in that area, and you it's something that you feel like it's going to help the world, and at the same time, you are getting paid for that. So if you don't know what niche to choose, maybe that technique can help you get closer to your perfect niche. So in my case, I had to take the steps in order to find out what was my niche at that moment. Because if I hadn't tried baking, if I hadn't tried like cutting my sister's hair and realizing I don't really enjoy being a hairdresser and some other niches that I was trying to taste, if I hadn't done that action, I would have still be thinking that maybe that is a niche I have to pursue. But as I know I don't enjoy baking, I know that it's not a niche I want to pursue so what if you don't want to niche down so what if you right now you don't feel like niching down is for you and you prefer being free and allowing yourself to do all the things that you want to do for your business so allowing all your skills all your um, hobbies all your favorite things into this mixture of your business my first tip is that instead of coming up with a niche with a specific niche you can try finding out what is your specific target audience so this option is for you if you don't want to have a niche but you still don't want to feel all over the place if you want if you still want to have a cert a sort of structure in your business and not feel like you are talking to everyone but at the same time you don't want to have a niche so in that case you can choose a target audience choose uh, the kind of people you want to talk to so in my case right now um, in the creative purpose at least i realized that i am coming more specific with my niche by addressing what is the target audience that i'm talking to And in my case, I realized, and this is something I realized previously with the language learning uh, with Blisso Girl, my first business, but at this moment, I am much more um, certain, I don't have any doubts that the target audience for me are female entrepreneurs or female women who want to be entrepreneurs and have a passive income business creating products, digital products or digital courses. That's my target audience right now because I realized I don't want to talk to men. At a certain point when I started the creative purpose, um, not the podcast, but after that when I decided to have the creative purpose as a business, as a separate business, I was thinking, well, maybe in this case I can talk to men because when I focus too much on women, maybe that leaves men as sad and they can feel discriminated or something like that, but then I realized it's not like that because my target audience are women, Um, not because I want to discriminate men, not because I don't like men, but because I feel comfortable, much more comfortable talking to women. I feel like the approach that we have towards women in business is one that it's much more mindful. We really talk about mindfulness, about this inner side of having a business. And I think not all men, I don't want to generalize, but as I've seen other men in the business industry, men entrepreneurs they focus more on the doing they focus more on the aspect of earning the money of doing the work of having more products creating and selling and they focus on the part that it's the actionable the actionable steps of having a business of having a of being an entrepreneur but when when I see women all of them, not all of them, but many of them, try to incorporate this mindful aspect—the inner side of us, the, the mind, the mindset, the um, the part that is afraid of being a business owner, the part that feels like it's failing, the part that feels like an imposter syndrome, like that has an imposter syndrome, um. And so I think that I feel more comfortable approaching those topics uh, because I know that as women we tend to feel less. We tend to feel like we don't deserve things. We tend to feel like like there's no space for us in the entrepreneurial world because of all these big guys in the industries creating amazing things but at the same time having having big teams of people working there and having this very uh, masculine point of view in relation to business which is i think that it's more focused into the doing and into the earning money men are not afraid to earn money men know what they deserve men tend to know how much they matter in their industries, and they know how to ask for money. They're not afraid of asking $1,000 for something, I'm not saying all of them, but many of them. And as women, we tend to feel more scared, we have a scarcity mindset sometimes, we feel like we don't deserve earning, so we are scared of asking for money. So instead of asking for 1,000, we're going to ask for $50 for $1. We're going to create thousands of discounts for people to use, because we are always afraid that we're not doing what we should, or that what we create is not enough. And defeating this mindset is something that I am trying to do for myself, but I also want to help others too. So that's why I chose to talk to women also i don't want to help people that already have big businesses and that are already making loads of money with their businesses because i think that i don't have the expertise to make a big company grow even more but i do have the expertise to help people that are just studying that are that want to create something and they don't know what to create or that they don't know the technique to design something online to sell or they don't know how to sell it or they don't know how to market it and I think those skills, I have them, so I can help people in that position. But a person with a big company earning thousands of dollars, I don't know if I can help them. So that's why I took the decision of not um, addressing that target audience. In your case, what is your target audience if you don't want to niche down and go very specific but you still want to have a target audience what is your target audience some people recommend creating like a mood board of your target audience or a person that would be like your target client your target customer and put pictures of this person their uh, perfect age like the average age of this person their hobbies and those things i think that thing is not really its not really important because you can have customers that are very different between them, but you can create a target audience in a sense of maybe in my case it was women that are starting to uh, create a passive income business. In your case, these are a couple of examples. Women in their 20s that are looking to create more savings so you can help women in their 20s that want to create more savings so you are a financial advisor but you don't want to help everyone you just want to help women in their 20s another example divorced ladies that are trying to get back on romantic dates so you want to help other women get back on romantic dates but not every women but divorced ladies that used to have a husband or a wife, but right now they are divorced and they want to get back on dates and they don't know how to do it, so you want to help those specific people. Another example, women that are having their first child. So women that are pregnant for the first time and are very scared of having a child for the first time and you want to help those women. Um, Young adults who can't seem to find a job after finishing university. That's another target audience. People in their 30s that want to have a career change after some years in the workforce. So you are not going to help everyone but people in their 30s, people that already worked for many years or for a couple of years in an industry, but you want to help them have a career change because they don't want to keep on working on the same field. And finally... Women who want to get a glow up and improve their makeup technique and style. So as you can see in the examples I just showed you, even if you define your target audience, the amount of topics that you can cover and teach are not a few. So just taking one of the examples above and trying to think on topics that people in that audience can benefit from can help you see your own target audience and which topics you can create so you can then do a little exercise and write down your own target audience but if you're not sure yet you can come up with maybe three target audiences so if you are not sure which is your perfect target audience you can come up with three and then between those three you can choose which one would align better with you so in this case come up with your target audience and then try thinking on all the different topics that you can talk. If you feel that the target audiences that I just mentioned are still too specific, then for your own target audience try to think of something more general. So instead of women in their 20s who want to get rid of acne, you can choose um, women who want to get rid of acne. So in this case you are talking to women in any age, so you're not only talking to women in their 20s but women of any age. The next example People who want to get rid of acne. So, in this case, you're not talking to only one gender, but people in general who want to get rid of acne. And finally, women in their 20s who want to have better skincare. So, in this case, you're not only helping those prone to acne, but everyone that wants to have a better skincare routine. So, if you still don't like that thing, you don't like talking to a specific audience or choosing a niche, You can just do what you feel like. So you can create from your heart and you can talk about the things that matter to you without worrying who is going to listen to you and which niche you're talking to at each moment. You just talk. And this case is the one that it's more similar to being an influencer, I think, because influencers in general, they don't talk about specific niches. They don't talk about specific... And topic, but they talk about everything that uh, surrounds them, so the food they eat, the clothes they wear, the places they travel to, um, the brands they like, so if you feel like this makes you feel more confident and sharing your life with no niche, makes you feel more free and makes you create more from your heart and having more creativity, then you can totally approach this method and just create what your heart wants. And maybe you don't need to be an influencer, maybe just as a business owner or having a blog can help you create things that you like, talking about the topics that matter to you and making that change somehow and you can always change and tweak your niche so you can be more specific or more general according to how your business evolves I want to tell you that your business will evolve your business will grow your business will change and you need to allow yourself to do those changes my business has changed so many times but so many times since I started it on 2018 and even right now that I'm focusing on my second business, this business is also evolving. So the niche I thought I had at the beginning of this year with the creative purpose is getting more niched down. It's getting more specific into the things that I feel like I can help more people. At the beginning of the year, I was like helping people create a passive income business. That's what That was my, my business niche. And right now, I want to help people create digital products for for their passive income business. And I also put into this mixture this mindset topic and the mindset aspect of building a business from zero, which is what I do. I am running a business. This business was made from scratch, totally from scratch just as the Blizzogare was made from scratch. And creating a business from zero has its issues, has some things that you can experience, some problems that you can experience along the way. And I also like to help with that, with the mindset aspect, but also with the digital products. I want to help uh, businesses with the financial part because I'm not an expert on that, but I can help other business women other female entrepreneurs that are starting to create a passive income business With the digital products they create because that's my expertise. That's the thing I know to do The most and that's the thing I like doing so in your case Your business will also evolve and change and you are totally free to do the tweaks that are necessary for you so if you start with a niche and two months later you realize that's not the niche for you, allow yourself to change it. Allow yourself to be more specific or more general. Or to change all of it, maybe. Or if maybe you've been running a business for years and then one day you realize I'm not really enjoying this anymore, you can also allow yourself to change that. I want you to feel like you can allow yourself to do the changes. I talked to you more about this allowing yourself to change in a previous episode of the podcast. I think it was episode 60. I talked to you about changing and allowing yourself to change. But in this case, regardless regarding the niche issue, I think you need to allow yourself to be free and to do what you feel like doing. So if an expert at business recommends you to niche down and be and be very specific with your niche and choosing a target audience that, that fits in a box, you don't need to do that. You are not obligated to do that. And in the opposite side, if some entrepreneurs recommend that niching down is bad, you are not obligated to not niching down. So just do what you feel like doing, what feels good to you, and to enjoy. So if you enjoy niching down and choosing a specific target audience, do it. If you feel like that is not for you, don't do it. And that's it. And allow yourself to change. Maybe today you're not you don't like niching down, and that's fine. And two years later you think like you need to niche down because you feel like you're all over the place, then just change it and niche down. And the other way around too. If you think knitting down is important for you right now, but in two years you feel like you feel trapped and you want to do more things that align to you, then a niche and this is my advice for this episode so today i want to recommend you release and reclaim which is the new program by michelle Rohr and amy Johannan. and this is a 30-day guided journey to shed what no longer serves you and step into your delicious new chapter so in this program they give you a beautiful journal that you can fill in your laptop in your computer or, if you have an iPad or a tablet, you can do it like that. And this journal is made for you to take the four steps of the Magic is You, which is the main program by Michelle and Amy, which means that you're going to declutter and you're going to face your figures and do some inner work there so that you allow yourself to reset, to reset the things that are blocking you, to release the blocks that you have, and to reclaim your power again, I'm recommending this to you because I am going to take this program, I am very excited because Michelle and Amy made it free for the members of The Magic Is You, Um, so if you are thinking on joining a program of mindset, mindfulness, and for women who are entrepreneurs and want to step into their power, The Magic Is You is my favorite program. I love it, I always go there to find more inspo. But if you just want to join the Release and Reclaim program, and this is only $44, so this program takes all the principles that they teach in the Magic is You and they condense this into a 30-day experience that you can make radical progress around sharing what doesn't serve you and come home to the truth of who you are. So in my case, I'm very excited because I've been feeling some blocks in relation to my money mindset, which is something that, as you know, it's something that it's very hard for me to unlock and also my creativity and allowing myself to create more things that make a difference in my business. In my case, that's the thing I want to see, I want to unlock. And reset and release on my money blocks, maybe not all because they are always coming back but I really want to reclaim my power finally so if you want to join the magic is you you will also get the uh, invitation to release and reclaim and what it's inside you're going to get a lifetime access to a hub where they are going to be uploading content every single day from June 20th so this program starts Next week, next Monday, every day you're going to be uploading the recommendations of books, videos they love from YouTube, and also videos of them doing the behind the scenes of their own work. They're going to declutter with us, they're going to do their work with us, so we're going to be able to see those behind the scenes of them practicing what they teach, and at the same time you get the journal, as I said before, that I'm very, very excited to feel, I think... Today is Sunday. I will be filling it maybe at night because I'm very, very excited to start writing down all the beautiful things that come into the journal. And last but not least, this program also comes with three live group calls with Mitchell and Amy. So these calls are going to be an opportunity for a whole community to get together and receive additional guidance. There are going to be three, one on June 18th, one on July the 1st and one on July the 20th. And if you cannot come to the live session, you can see the recordings which are going to be available on the hub as well. So as I said before, you can join this course. It's $44 or you can also join the Magic is You program that I love, I will leave the link of both things in the description of this episode and in the Magic is You program. By being a member of the Magic is You, you get a lifetime access to this beautiful course called Release and Reclaim. I was reading about the future of this program, and if you join the Magi- Magic is You, Michelle said that you get access to new calls, new live calls in relation to the Release and Reset program. If you just purchase the Release of Reset, you get the three live coaching calls. But if you join the Magic is You, you get more calls after this program is over. So I'm very excited for these 30 days of work. I will be decluttering for sure. I need to declutter my things. I will be working on my inner self and allowing myself to be me again. If you join through my link, if you join the Magic is You through my link, You will receive access to my latest product, which is the digital product idea generator that will give you 100 ideas of digital products that you can create for your specific niche. So you just have to fill in some sentences and then you will get 100 ideas you to try for your business so if you want to read more i leave you the links below and that's it for today i hope you have a beautiful day ahead i hope you enjoy creating and enjoy choosing your niche or not choosing it at all and i'm sending you a big hug have a beautiful day and see you in the next one bye